Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and this is a very special edition of Popcorn because this is the fall movie preview. You know people, you've all suffered through summer. You know that you've seen Suicide Squad. You know that you've seen Warcraft. And you know that you've seen, and Ben-Hur, oh my God. Summer could not end fast enough as far as I'm concerned. But it's fall and what happens in fall is Hollywood gets all interested in making good movies. They haven't forgotten the blockbusters, but they want even the blockbusters to be quality. And the rest is all aimed at our friend Oscar. How can we win the Oscar? What's the movie that's gonna do that? So I'm here. I've been out there in the field. I've seen these things and I'm gonna tell you what's actually working. And I'm gonna separate it from the stuff. And you know what, any season, there's gonna be stuff that you're gonna say, why did I waste my money? I'm only going for what you're not wasting your money on. So, I'm gonna start with the blockbusters. Now, you might have to wait till December to see this one, but is there a movie you wanna see any more than you do Rogue One, which has a subtitle called A Star Wars Story? It's the first standalone Star Wars movie. So in this one, Felicity Jones, she's the one who got an Oscar nomination for The Theory of Everything. She stars in this movie as Jen Erso, and she is part of the rebel army that is going to steal the plans for the Death Star. You need any more from me? I am there to see that. And in the trailer, you could see it. Who appears for just a second? Darth Vader. All right, people, so bring it on. Why do I have to wait till December? Remember that, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Then we have a movie called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. This is for all you Potter maniacs. J.K. Rowling wrote her first screenplay for this movie. We don't get to see the boy wizard because this thing is set in 1925 in New York, but you're going to see Eddie Redmayne playing a guy who's a zoologist who's got these fantastic creatures in his bag. And when he's in New York, he lets them out. So he needs his magic. He needs his magic to get them back in there. Again, I can't even exaggerate how popular the Harry Potter universe is and how much people are gonna see this. All right, so what's another one of those movies that people are gonna line up to see? Especially me, because this one is called Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange takes us back into the Marvel universe, but it's Benedict Cumberbatch playing this surgeon, Stephen Strange, who is in a car accident that destroys his hands. Not good for a surgeon, but he begins to have these powers, these secret powers that allow him to do, well, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but I'm saying to have an actor of that quality enter this universe and surprise us with something, I am so there. All right, another one of those is called Assassin's Creed. This is a video game, but Assassin's Creed stars a really terrific actor named Michael Fassbender, and he is playing a guy who in the present is on death row, but his ancestor from the 15th century somehow gets involved in this, and we get to see things happen that we don't expect. In Assassin's Creed, we're going to get not the soft Hollywood, let's take the whole family version, of what a video game is. This is gonna be tough, and I can't wait to see it. I'm also putting on my blockbuster list, even though they're not comic books or epics or Harry Potter, 
two other movies. One is called The Magnificent Seven. Uh, I know you're tired of remakes, nobody can stand them anymore, but Magnificent Seven was made in 1960 and it starred Yul Brenner and Steve McQueen and now in this version we get Denzel Washington in the Yul Brenner role and Chris Pratt is basically in the McQueen role but they've reinvented what Magnificent Seven is. This thing moves like a rocket. It's fun, it's interesting and it's filled with another key word that you didn't hear last year when the Oscars were so white. Diversity. There's not just Denzel Washington in the lead in this. The director, Antoine Fuqua, has cast uh, a Native American, a Mexican, um, the South Korean actor. So four of the seven are people of color. And because I've seen the movie, I'm saying to you, it all works. And every single season, uh, there's always a thriller, a mystery that's going to come out because we've all read it. It's based on a bestseller that burned up our Kindles. We watched it. And this season, it is called The Girl on the Train. It stars Emily Blunt as a bitter divorcee. Boy, is she bitter. And a raging alcoholic who, while she's on her commuter train in Westchester, does see something really wrong with two people through that train window and can't get anybody to believe her. Well, I'll see Emily Blunt in anything. I love this book by Paula Hawkins. So this is kind of the movie with the Gone Girl vibe. That's a lot of major blockbustery movies that we have. So hope you're excited. The thing about fall, and I can't emphasize it enough, is who's going to win the Oscar? What's going to be the best picture? Is it going to be something major and huge? Or is it going to be something like last year's best picture winner which is called Spotlight, which was controversial. It was about sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. What is Hollywood and the Academy really into? And I'm going to start with a movie that's called The Birth of a Nation. D.W. Griffith made a silent movie called The Birth of a Nation in 1915 that kind of glorified the Ku Klux Klan. This is not that movie. Nate Parker, who made this movie, who stars in it, is making a movie about the slave rebellion run by Nat Turner, who's a Baptist preacher who preached peace but couldn't take what was happening to his people. And what you're seeing in this movie, and I saw it at Sundance this year, makes an audience go crazy. They, they look at it and they say, what is this? Because you're seeing scenes of extreme violence, but you're also seeing a creative guy like Nate Parker making a movie that says, I don't care how shocked you are. I don't care if you think my feelings are too on the surface and too full of rage. I'm going to show you what goes out there in the world. And I know, as everybody does, that Nate Parker has a, um, a scandal in his past, a rape accusation charges that happened when he was at the University of Pennsylvania. He was acquitted of, of, of anything that happened in terms of that case, but this is going to come up all the time. It's going to make people say, uh, do I want to see a movie made by this guy? I'm saying, you do. Birth of a Nation is that kind of a movie that you'll hear in any kinds of award talk because it's the most exciting motion picture that I've seen this year. Another movie that I love that I would put in the same level as The Birth of a Nation and that I, it just affected me so emotionally that I can't stop thinking about it. It's called Manchester by the Sea. 
It stars Casey Affleck as a guy who's dealing with tragedy in his life. Michelle Williams plays his wife. I'm not going to say much more about it except that it's done by a playwright named Kenneth Lonergan, who is one of the best screenwriters that I know and one of the best directors. And even though he's already made You Can Count on Me and Margaret, this is the best thing he's ever done. You see this movie, it pins you to your seat. Academy, I don't even have to remind you, you're going to remember this. Then there is a movie called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. It comes from Ang Lee, the two-time Oscar-winning director who did Brokeback Mountain and Life of Pi. And what he's done in telling the story of an Iraq war hero being celebrated at the Super Bowl is to juxtapose that with scenes of Billy Lynn in combat. And what he's also done with this movie is to shoot it at 120 frames per second. That's like five times the norm for how movies are projected. The clarity, it can fry your eyeballs. It's that amazing. Uh, is that going to distract from what we're seeing? People, trust Ang Lee. You're going to see something really special with this. Then there's a movie called Loving. A Loving is a true story where a white man in Virginia in 1958 married an African-American woman and was told that they couldn't live in the state, that they'd committed a crime. This case led to a Supreme Court decision that said we can't have laws like that anymore. Joel Edgerton plays the guy and an actress named Ruth Naga plays this woman. I don't know if you've seen Ruth on any of the TV shows that she's done, but this performance has got to be up there when anybody's talking about the best actress of the year. She's that good. And also, while we're talking about diversity, Denzel Washington, who is in Magnificent Seven, has also done a passion project called Fences, which is based on a play by August Wilson about a guy and his wife living in Pittsburgh trying so hard to understand what race in America really means while they're living their own lives. Viola Davis plays the wife, Denzel plays the husband, a guy who wanted a baseball career and couldn't find it. Denzel directs it. I'm saying, how can this miss? To me, this is that kind of movie that responds to what the Academy didn't do last year. So there's a lot for us to look forward to and a lot for the Academy to look forward to. Welcome to fall.